Welcome back, everyone, to 1001 Heroes, Legends, Histories, and Mysteries. This is your host, John Hagedorn, and today we present East Meets West, an interview with ex-pro wrestler-turned-podcaster Ian Kelly, who lives and works in Ireland. He first messaged us through our Facebook page, 1001 Heroes, where he left this message. Hi, my name is Ian, and I run a podcast here in Ireland. Recently discovered your show, and I'm hooked. Great work. My show is called Dynamo's Dozen. It's a show where I talk everything pro wrestling, UFO, and pop culture in general. It's doing okay. Love to have you on my show sometime. So I responded, sure, let's do an interview. Ian Kelly's an easy guy to talk with, and he knows a lot. I hope you find the interview as enjoyable as I did. And check out his podcast, Dynamo's Dozen. And I think you'll enjoy it. And now the Ian Kelly interview at 1001 Heroes. We're having a conversation with Ian Kelly, who does Dynamo's Dozen podcast in Ireland. And uh, first question to Ian is going to be, how are you surviving the plague out there? Ah, oh, the plague. It's up and down. It's up and down. It's, uh, it's, it's hard to know what's really going on, isn't it? Because each country has a different story when you uh, when you see different news stories. So it's hard to really know uh, where we all fit in in the, in the grand scheme of things. But, you know, keeping well, staying indoors, drinking plenty of water, staying <laughs> off the beer. <laughs> yeah, that's got to be killing the, the, uh, the beer breweries in, in Ireland, would you say, or not? Not at all. The beer business is probably in a bigger, <laughs> big film than it's ever been. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So what about you guys? How are you guys doing over there? Uh, well, we're on a we're pretty much on a lockdown order. Uh, you know, you can take that or leave it, but in uh, for people who have to go out to work, a lot of the companies are closed. Which makes it tough, and a lot of people are being uh, affected by this, especially restaurant hospitality people who don't have a job to go to right now. And there's a lot of companies, uh, you name it, uh, the companies that I want to service the inside of your home. A lot of people are saying, hey, you know, not till this thing's over. So you get a lot of contractors. Yeah, yeah. It's reaching across the board to everybody. So, well, seems as you're on my show too here in Ireland, John, I'd like to uh, I'd like to introduce you to my listeners also. Oh, um, uh, and we can both kind of help each other out in that, in that regard. So um, for anybody that doesn't know, I'm here with John Hagedorn, the uh, presenter of the Fantastic podcast that I've just found recently called One Thousand and One Heroes, Legends, Histories, and Mysteries. So I suppose I'll just give a little bit of a brief synopsis as to how I came about your podcast. Um, I think I was listening to the Graveyard podcast um, <laughs> and I heard a little little advert uh, for yours. And I immediately actually switched over just to check it out. And um, the first episode I listened to was... A really kind of in-depth um, podcast, recent enough too, the Roswell. Oh yeah, um, which was uh, which was fantastic, and that's kind of how I, uh, you know, how I got into uh, into yours. And then obviously I've gone back, listened to the Oak Island podcasts, um, listened to a, a, a funny one that you done actually about Irish uh, Irish kind of jokes, which was <laughs> oh you found that <laughs> you did a you did it. I gotta I gotta say. Uh, you did a really uh, good job on, on getting the Irishis, Irish-isms down pretty good. Well, I haven't learned the brogue yet. Oh, but, you, you, that'll come. But, that'll come. But so, uh, uh, my favorite, you're my favorite country in terms of the, the legend that they have in Ireland and the superstitions and the folklore and the stories. It just You guys have it all. You've got heart. 
Sure. I mean, if you look at a, I mean, there's obviously a big Irish influence in America since the time of the, you know, I guess the time of the white man going over and just taking everything and whatnot. We were, uh, I guess, a part of that, that clan <laughs> that first came over. So, um, you look at places, I guess, in the States, like obviously Boston, that would be pretty, pretty obvious. But then you look at the likes of New Orleans. I mean, when you look at the likes of the, uh, you know, that a lot of that old bluegrass type of rock and roll music and the, the country music, a lot of that really comes from Ireland as well. So it's really cool. Um, and I'm, I'm glad I'm a big fan of your country as well. Uh, I was only over in Florida last year. Um, was lucky to come back, to be fair, because I was... Uh, I wasn't I wasn't too interested in leaving because <laughs> I maybe <laughs> fell in love with the place. So, um, but, but but you guys, I mean, you you you've been doing your podcast for quite a while now. How long are you going? Yeah, I started around uh, December of 2014. Uh, wow, wow! I was inspired. I I I heard people talking about podcasts. I had no idea what they were. Sure. Uh, so I said, okay, time to check this out. I ended up listening to a podcast. It's a it's a very popular podcast today. I think it's stuff stuff you never learned in history class. Yeah, and they were yeah. doing one on the Jetloff Pass incident uh, with okay. those skiers, uh, those college skiers, long distance skiers uh, in Russia, were were kind of caught up in some Cold War testing. Uh, at least that's that's the theory, and that's I think that's exactly what did happen to them, and they died under very mysterious circumstances. And Russia is still covering it up to this day. But they did a good job with the story, and that got me interested in podcasting. And I just did that story last year and uh, really did a deep dive on it and uh, tried to do a nice job with it. And based on the listeners we got, I think we did. Uh, so we try yeah, to do justice to that. stories. Yeah, you really do. I mean, I, I'd be, uh, I mean, most people out there would be a fan, I guess, of conspiracies and stuff like that because. It's it's exciting, you know what I mean. It's 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 the unknown. Um, I guess out of all of the conspiracies that we look at, for example, you know Loch Ness and some of the some of the ones that are probably a little bit far out there. Um, I guess the Roswell one in particular really is one of those that you know it, 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 there's actually more kind of uh, I guess evidence that they are covering something up rather than not. You know what I mean? Yeah. How did you find doing your research for stuff like that? Um, I mean, you had a great interview at the end of that with Stanton Freeman. Yeah, um, we miss him a lot. He was a loss. He he died just about, I think, six months after after yeah. I had a chance to talk to him. Yeah. Uh, quite a guy he was. And uh, the, being the right fact enough. that he was a nuclear physicist, uh, he'd spent his life doing uh, classified projects uh, mm -hmm. that involved uh, – that involved power packs to, <laughs> uh, yeah. in uh, experimental craft. Uh, so he was right on top of it. If if they talked about the guys who reverse engineered anything we have found, he would have been one of those guys. Uh, sure. and he was very much a believer that there have been and there are craft out there that aren't ours, that aren't made on this earth. And uh, his reasoning is very, very sound. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, I, I don't know whether you're familiar with um, Colonel Philip J. Corso as well. Um, the day after Roswell, I believe, is the book that he wrote. Um, he was a high, high-ranking guy in the military. Um, I mean, with with you know qualifications and paperwork coming out as his rear end to show that he was the the real deal. And yep. he was, you know, he he claimed to have first-hand experience of 
what was cleaned up after the crash. So, I mean, it's, you know, for skeptics, it's a great one, but also for, for believers, it's a great one. I think that's the great idea behind him. What, what's your, now you also do a lot of actual stories on history as well. It's not just, it's not just conspiracy theories or, you know, you really do a deep dive into a lot of um, historical events. History was obviously something that you've always been a, been a fan of, I take it. Yeah, I've just always been fascinated with the, with the story. You can learn a lot from history, maybe not entirely, but there's certainly people who didn't pick up on history's lessons who went, who went ahead and repeated earlier mistakes. We'll return to our interview right after this message from our sponsor. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And now, back to our show. Well, you cover the wrestling world uh, with your Dynamo's Dozen, uh, so you must, yeah. uh, you must see quite a difference in competitors, uh, different levels and different types of competitors out there. Sure. I mean, obviously, uh, pro wrestling is something I got into true Americana, I guess. I mean, you asked me a question during the week. Um, was there much, what's, you know, what's the different difference in culture, say, between the U.S. And, and Ireland? Not a whole lot. I mean, Ireland and the U.K. has become very Americanized in the sense that, you know, movies and Hollywood and, and TV shows have played a big part, you know, in our in our lives, I guess, especially over the last maybe 40, 50 years, I guess, since the first Hollywood films came out and started, you know, showing over here. That's when we kind of got influenced by that, much more so now in 2020. So pro wrestling for me, I mean, I'm, WrestleMania, maybe five or six when Hulk Hogan was, was kind of the big thing. Um, that was that was huge over here also. Um, so that's that was where I got it from. I mean, we didn't have any kind of college wrestling or anything like that, like you guys have. Um that's only kind of started becoming a thing now since maybe the UFC has, has come into into uh, the spotlight. But in terms of the uh, the amateur side of wrestling, um, it, it's it's completely different, as I'm sure you're aware. But um, yeah, certainly within the pro wrestling world, that's where you're going to see the big the big uh, the big guys, little guys. I guess it's not so much you know. There's not a lot of steroids around anymore. Um, obviously, since you know the Chris Benoit story, which is a big, big kind of thing now. Uh, I know a documentary's come out about that recently, so it's kind of become more of a. Uh, well, I guess they're trying to make it a little bit more of a sport in terms of how they uh, look at the athletes and test the athletes. You know. Well, bring me up to speed on wrestling because I don't follow it. Um, I know that in the U.S., uh, theater style uh, wrestling uh, has been popular, where a lot of it is acting. Uh, how is it different yeah. over there in Ireland? And is it, is it do they have no holds barred, or do they have cage fighting style wrestling, or what? Well, so the cage style wouldn't be that would just be called mixed martial arts. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so that is that's just a complete martial art where you would have you know say somebody who would be well versed in in possibly amateur wrestling, judo, and um, boxing, kickboxing, whatever it may be, and the theatrical style wrestling that you're talking you're talking about. That would have been where I got my education, um, it, as in that it's more of a performance. You still got to be tough. You're basically, 
a stuntman who's doing yes. it for real, you know, on a live event. Some re- I always say wrestlers are better stuntmen than stuntmen, you know? <laughs> yep. Um, it's it's in front of a crowd. It's all about the adrenaline of a crowd. Um, it's performance based. It's it's uh, violent theater basically. But over in the UK and Ireland, uh, back you know in the seventies, even before that, but when it was popular over here, it's a little bit more hard hitting than some of the some of the United States stuff back then. So you would have been trained to make uh, make make the action look a little bit stiffer. For example, you know you might. You'd probably leave one in uh, just to just to kind of really sell the idea of the realism, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Japan has a big wrestling culture like that as well. So there's many differences, but um, yeah, you got to be a hell of an actor. You got to be a hell of a, an athlete to um, to do it. That's why, you know, so many guys over in the United States, like The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, are are such huge stars now because they were they were great actors, also, you know. Yes. What are some of your favorite uh, American movies that deal with Ireland? Can you think of any? Have there been any that? Yeah, that's a good question. Actually, that's probably the best. Yeah, it's the best movie question I've been asked because I've never really thought about it. But um, I mean, The Departed was a great one. What was you that know, about? It, it showed... The Departed was a Scorsese movie with um, Jack Nicholson, I believe. It was Jack Nicholson, Mark Wahlberg, Leo DiCaprio. Wow. And who's the other guy, the real big guy that looks like, um, oh, I can't, his name won't come to me now, but Mark Wahlberg. Um, so it was in the vein, I guess, of Goodfellas, you know, a typical Scorsese violent movie. Um, in terms of, I mean, you, some people will look at the likes of uh, Far and Away and think that that's, uh, that depicts Ireland. It's, you know, it's, it, it's not great as such. Um, I don't think anything has really dealt with our... I mean, it was a great movie, um, The Gangs of New York. You remember The Gangs of yes, New York? Yep. That yeah, was, I mean, that, that was... Was, was that DiCaprio, too? That was DiCaprio as well. Um, I believe, obviously, Daniel Day-Lewis, another mm. great Irish actor, probably one of the best actors of all time. Yeah, Last um, of the Mohegans was a great uh, flick. He's done a lot, but that's one I remember. Phenomenal. Phenomenal movie. I mean, that's a great one in the sense that it showed kind of Irish going over... Um, in New York when it was being built, you know, um, yeah. great soundtrack as well. Um, as far as I can't really think of any other Irish movies as such, but um, you can definitely see the influence and the culture um, there for sure. I think I, 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 it's, it's amazing to me how many times uh, the Scotch or Irish uh, settlers in the New World in America come up in my stories. I just did one on yeah. the, the Battle of Kings Mountain which was really the turning okay. point of the American Revolution. Uh, and it was sure. and what had happened was the, the, the British were trying to control South Carolina. They had gathered a lot of loyalists, uh, American settlers who were loyal to the, the king, to the British cause, and willing to, willing to kill and, and basically terrorize uh, the Patriot colonists. And it, it wasn't until one of the British on Ferguson, Major Ferguson, it- that uh, we're going to come across the mountains and we're going to burn your homes down. And he was talking basically to the guys who were on the outer limits out past the Alleghenies. And uh, these yeah. were all Scotch-Irish. These guys were hunting their own food and taking care of themselves and their own families. And they were all expert marksmen. And they said, we're not going to take any more of this crap. And, and basically they got together, a couple hundred of them, and uh, went in up to Kings Mountain there at the South Carolina, North Carolina border. 
and uh, yeah, yeah, and and pretty much opened up a opened up a can of whoop ass on the on the British. Put a, we a, did that. We did that over here too. We did that yeah. over here. We opened up a can of whoop ass on the British here too. We got our independence a hundred years yes. ago, so it's uh, yeah. We uh, uh, I I love the British people now. You know what I mean? It's 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 amazing how you know times change. It's it's uh, you see it's a Celtic thing. Irish and Scottish are, are Celts, so I mean by nature. Um, the Celtic people weren't Christians, obviously, they were pagans, you know what I mean? So the, the Christian thing has only kind of been brought in, I guess, to Ireland and, and places like to you know, the, the, by, by nature, the Irish people were, were Celts. Yeah. Um, but I read a great book, actually, on the American Revolution, uh, The Crossroads of Freedom, ah. years back. It was uh, really good, it was all about the revolution, it was a very interesting book. I think there was something about it in that as well, yeah. Now, you've done, oh, I guess, over 80 podcasts. We're we're actually up to ninety five now, 95. so I think so four off the the hundred episode. Yeah, so, so it's, what's uh, some of your favorites? It's a good question because like when I started this, <clears throat> I was a former wrestler, you know, doing a podcast with an idea. But the way I wanted to do it was some of the podcasts I enjoyed listening to at the time was the likes of Joe Rogan, where you could talk about <laughs> absolutely anything. Yeah. It was somebody interesting. He's done uh, well. So I wanted to do. Yeah, he's doing very well. So um, I, I kind of wanted to keep it open that there was nothing off limits. But even though technically my my you know foundation is in pro wrestling, I wanted to be where I could be a former wrestler or wrestler or whatever you want to call it, talking to people about specific things. So we had a like we had a UFO guy on before the, the UFO Northern Ireland Society here got to speak to some absolute. I mean, if you'd have told me when I started this, some of the legends that I've got to speak to from American wrestling history is, is incredible. I mean, you talk about Carolina there. Um, I got to speak to Harley Race, who I don't know whether you're familiar with that name. Um, he would have been, you know, considered one of the greatest of all time, um, wow. you know, in the wrestling world. Great champion. Um, so I suppose using him was great because he was actually quite sick at the time. So a lot of your listeners would know who I'm talking about here, you know. Okay. And we actually ended up becoming, became very good friends with his son um, and was able to kind of call him at any time. For all of, any of your heavy metal listeners out there, um, I got to do a podcast with New Orleans' own Philip Anselmo, who was the lead singer from Pantera, okay. a big heavy metal band from, from uh, the States, um, which I never would have dreamed that I got to talk to that guy. They would be some of my favorites. Some of my favorites have been interviewing some of my friends, uh, some of the guys that I used to start with, you know, um, because it's funny, you know, you, you when you're doing a podcast and you probably notice yourself, you end up asking questions that you wouldn't necessarily ask if you were out in the beer garden, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, you're, you're actually finding out things like I've had great friends, you know, I'll give a shout out to them, you know, Peter Farrell, Phil Boyd, Adam Burke, these guys, great guys that. I learned a lot about from just having a 45 to an hour minute, you know, conversation, different views on, on life, you know, getting to speak to guys like yourself here, you know, who just completely different backgrounds uh, with different interests uh, and then kind of being able to broaden the thing. I think that's the great thing about podcasts. You probably agree. The, the networking is just one of the exciting parts. I agree with you there. I also agree with you about the fact that we're not limited to time. Uh, whereas yeah. if you're, when you're radio, you've got just yeah. so many minutes you've got to fit in, uh, and you'll take yeah. an author and you might give him, well, if you, if you're having a really good day, you might be able to give him 15 or 20 minutes, but on the average, yeah. you know, uh, less. 
And with us, we can do 45 minutes. We can do an hour if we need to do an hour. We're not constricted by time. And that allows us to ask uh, those personalities or authors or whoever they may be questions that wouldn't normally come up in the course of conversation. And that's where it starts to get really, really interesting. What's been uh, what's been your I mean, for uh, like I said, any of my listeners that aren't familiar with, I'm sure they're going to go and listen now. Um, as I mentioned, you're you're available everywhere, Spotify, anywhere you'll find good podcasts. One thousand and one heroes, legends, histories, and mysteries. As I said, it's something I listen to going to bed at night. Even you know, I'll, I'll give you one thing. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a nice compliment here. You've a re- you've a very nice radio voice, so it's it's actually and that that's one of the keys, though I think to to kind of consistency. You probably agree is is uh, training your voice to kind of be listenable to the listener. Like, do I want to hear this guy talking? You know? Yeah, um, I guess I'm fortunate because a lot of my reviews tell me that, and they say they I just have a comfortable voice. And some of them do say, hey, yep. you, you helped me go to sleep. And I'm thinking, well, <laughs> I don't know if that's good or bad. That. <laughs> You can take that in any different way. Well, <laughs> I, I, I can listen to you during the day if I'm just, you know, shooting the breeze, if I'm just, you know, tidying around the household or if I'm, if I'm doing something. So I can listen there, but I can also listen, uh, you know, going to bed. I'll, I'll literally set a timer for 10 minutes so I'm not missing the whole episode, you know. But um, I think it's... Uh, yeah, like as I said, it's it, it's one of those things that it kind of grips you once you get in. I think the, the the key is to be consistent because it can be quite daunting. You can get maybe 50, 60 episodes in and you look at your I think if you get into the trap of just constantly looking at how many downloads you've got, that can either make or break you. Would you agree? Yeah. I would say when when um it all depends on on the reason that you're in the business. When Very when true. I got in I mean, from the very start, I wanted to I wanted to make it successful, and I wanted to I wanted to make it a hundred percent of my career. I was in advertising, and I was splitting both businesses until last year. But the, every year, the podcast was getting more and more uh, listeners and more advertisers. I have enjoyed this business of podcasting because of the creative freedom that it gives us more than anything I've done in my life. I wish I wish this had been around and that I'd found it. 25 yeah. years ago. It's that enjoyable. It, to me, m- my goal is to try and, and tell, there's a couple of goals, but one goal is to try and tell history the way it happened. Because I believe it's not being taught well everywhere, that a lot of people have misconceptions, that the historians and history books are dealing with a lot, but they're not necessarily dealing with the whole story. Uh, so I yeah. like to bring up the true story, and I like to bring up the backstory and try to give people both sides uh, of the story and give them a perspective of history so they can not judge things through today's lens, but to take themselves back to that time and then judge through that lens. It's hard to do, but once you understand history, why people did what they did, uh, why they could write the Declaration of Independence but still keep slaves, for instance, there's a lot of there's a lot of questions that until you really understand what happened then, what the fabric was, what people were thinking, and how much freedom they had to act, it's, it's quite different. I hope I said that well. I probably didn't, but I try to give no, people the did. right perspective. We'll return to our interview right after this message from our sponsor. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. 
depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. And now, back to our show. You know, you did. And that's the thing. If you're going to be a storyteller, like you say, you've got to make sure that it's not just for personal gain, you know, that it's for, you know, that you're you're doing the story justice. It's the same way if you're doing the interview, you want to make sure that you're doing the, you know, the person being interviewed justice also. Um, I've never come at it from uh, from a journalistic point of view, whereas, you know, to find the dirt on someone, I always try and look at it as, oh, let's. Let's kind of let the conversation be casual in a sense. But I guess you as the interviewer still have to maintain a, a level of control and guide the interview to where you want it to go. Um, but in terms of, you know, I think and I think that's the, the, the great way I, I, that you put it there was it's um, it, it does allow you the creative freedom. I mean, I've done a podcast with one of my friends for three hours before <laughs> we, we, we were three hours into it. Um, a couple of beers into it as well, and we uh, we kind of thought like, is anybody even going to listen to this? It ended up being the the highest rated show. You know what I mean? Because yeah. people were just sometimes when you're listening back to somebody just letting the gloves off. You know, the gloves are off, and it's it's, it's go time. People really enjoy that also. I yeah. caught up as promised. I caught up with some of your podcasts, and I like that. I like that when you're in just having freestyle discussions with people. You're naturally quick, and you you're never short of anything to say, and you're enjoyable to listen to. If you don't mind that compliment, uh, I find your podcast interesting. I'm not a wrestling guy, but you don't do just just wrestling. You cover a lot of different subjects, and when you're out there on those subjects, uh, I have a I enjoy listening to your stuff. So. You do a good job. I really appreciate that, sir. Thank you very much. Um, the feel, feelings mutual, as I said. It's it's uh, it's nice to hear a compliment like that from you know somebody more experienced in the game as well. Um, I kind of I, I guess that's kind of when you get that kind of feedback, kind of what makes you want to improve and what what makes you want to. I mean, when I started out, I had my list of questions. You know, uh, yeah. I'm going to ask this question and then this question and that question. But I think as as you mentioned. Uh, depending on your kind of personality, when you, when, I found that when you're able to just let the things go flow and and maybe write down bullet points, I tend to just write down stuff now when I hear a response from you know the person I'm talking to, so that if I forget to go back to that, I'll go back to it, you know. Um, and it's great. And you do uh, you do radio work there. You're in your studio. I can see you in your nice little radio studio there. Um, <laughs> of the of the podcast you've done. Do you have any that that are your favorites? Looking back, and what made them your favorites? Just to kind of, I'll, I'll give you the long answer because it'll it'll kind of make my point a little bit more okay. uh, understandable. You know, give it a bit of uh, context. When I used to, the only thing I ever did, watched back that I ever did was when I wrestled, for example, because that was the only way you got better because it's visual. You know, so I used to just watch back that stuff in order to get better i was actually in uh, music for quite a while when i finished wrestling i got injured i ended up going and getting into music so i was in a couple of rock bands um and i was a singer now i used to listen 
to some of that just to, to get better. But once I realized I was at a certain point, I used to let the people that I trust give me the feedback. And then I knew I was doing a decent job, you know? Um, so I didn't, I didn't really like listening back to myself. And with podcasting, I think after the first, say, 15 to 20 episodes, I didn't really listen back too much. I'd flick through them just to make sure that the sound was okay. Yeah, you still got to edit. Editing. Exactly. So I do the editing. Um, I don't really enjoy going back and listening to myself unless I felt that, you know, it was uh, it was something that, you know, really stood out. I tended to kind of let people... I, I knew what I was doing editing, so I just let people enjoy it and move on to the next one, you know? Yeah. Um, but now to answer the question, my favorites, for example, the singer um, from Pantera, that is a band that I grew up listening to from, say, an angry teenager, 13-year-old oh, okay. angry teenager. And I suppose Phil Anselmo, who I interviewed, was actually a huge influence, you know, on a young teenager. In, in, this, in the sense that music can kind of direct your true life, you know, you know that yourself. Um, so going back to, and listening to a, uh, a two-hour conversation with one of my favorite, you know, people from history, um, just absolutely shooting the breeze and talking about things that I've never heard him talk about, um, that was one of the greatest compliments, actually, worldwide, People were saying, wow, I never knew Phil Anselmo was into pro wrestling. I never knew <laughs> Phil Anselmo liked this. Um, I didn't know Phil Anselmo was a fan of the Beatles or U2. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh -huh. uh, so when I found myself going back to that particular podcast, some, I actually had to pinch myself and say, wow, this is you interviewing one of your heroes, you know? Yeah. Uh, so that was that was great. Uh, we, had a, um, we had a wrestler over here. Um, one one half of a, a tag team called the British Bulldogs, and the British Bulldogs were really successful in a, in the United States in the WWF WWE as well. And he passed away shortly a little while back. He he got injured years ago. He was in a wheelchair for most of his life. He got injured in the ring, um, but he passed away in the last year. I, I've become very close with his family, his brother and stuff, you know. They keep the memory alive. And I was able to do a, a kind of a, a tribute podcast for him, able to get some really big names from the world of wrestling over in the States. I mentioned Harley Race a moment ago. I was able to just ask him at the drop of a hat, and he was able to come on. And not six months later, Harley passed in, you know. Yeah. So sometimes listening back to them, it's not that they're my favorite episodes. It's more that... I'm really proud that I got to got to record those. So listening back to them can be good to um, you know just because it's almost moments in time you know um, that are that are recorded on audio. Yeah. So I think they're they're my favorite. My favorite episodes for people to. I mean, if people were saying, "Oh, what would I recommend for a new listener?" Um, for example, I would recommend, like I mentioned, the Phil Anselmo one. I think. Uh, it was a really good interview I, I did with a uh, professional footballer over here. Obviously, soccer over there, you call it. But um, over here, it's football. I interviewed a, um, a, a Chelsea footballer. He was the first black player to play for Chelsea Football Club back in the 80s. Wow. Yeah. Um, but suffered like unspeakable racial abuse during that time um, from his own fans as well. Um, you know, stuff like bananas getting thrown on a football pitch and... You know, some really horrible stuff. Sort, he was sort saying, of like our no, Jackie Robinson over here in baseball. 
Exactly, exactly. Um, even if you go back to the old time boxing when, you know, they didn't want the black guys being world champion. Um, they were throwing all sorts of unsavory items into the into the ring. Um, so, it was, yeah, that was really cool. And, and I mean, he's a Chelsea fan. That's the funny thing about it. He said, I'm, I'm playing for you guys. You know, I'm, 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 you're, you're fighting me, but I'm playing for you. Yeah, <clears throat> and, right. uh, so that was a really, really interesting interview to, to see how the times have changed, you know. Um, do you remember the name of that? Episode? Of, do you remember the name of that episode? The title? Yeah, yeah the name of the uh, the guy that I spoke to was Paul Canaville. Okay. So I think it's in the first. It's in the first, say, ten episodes. Okay. Um, that's a really, really good interview. Really nice guy. Um, and so th- them, they're the sort of ones that I think that would give people an, a taste as to you know what uh, what what this show and and myself is is all about. You know. Um, and I guess for my listeners, if, if uh, I'll ask you the same question, if you were going to recommend maybe say three shows from your uh, huge back catalog, what would you uh, what would you recommend? I'll be happy to. I just yeah. want to say it's almost like I got to pick different genres. With with history podcasting, when you're onto a story, it's like digging for gems. <laughs> sure. When, yeah. And. Uh, you're not sure how it's going to work out, and then you start hitting, you start getting the backstory, and as the backstory yeah. starts to fill in, then it just gets richer and richer and richer, and you know, yeah. you, it's really exciting because you know you got one hell of a story to tell, and all you got to do yeah. is tell it right. Um, yeah, that gets exciting. Some of those gems yeah. were the lost colony. That took some creative. I I couldn't figure out how to begin it, and that's another thing. Sometimes I'll ask authors in author interviews, how did you decide how to begin that story? Depending on the story, they'll love to tell you. Uh, in fact, Brad Meltzer was that way with the with the, Washington, the George Washington conspiracy to kill him. There was a conspiracy early on uh, where some of his private guard had con- connived with the British to try and take him out and almost did. Okay. And yeah. uh, that story started in a bar uh, oh. in, uh, in, in New York City. Uh, okay. And it was interesting. Uh, and I asked, uh, in fact, I've got Brad Meltzer later today. We're talking about the Lincoln conspiracy. And that was a, a plot to, to kill Lincoln in 1861. Uh, this was wow. uh, four years before he actually was shot and killed. This was a conspiracy that was broken up by the Pinkerton Agency. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> so it's a fascinating story and one that is basically yeah. a historical footnote. And these guys just nailed it. They found a gem. And they yeah. opened it up and did it. Uh, the Lost Colony, I, I started with a, the sound of a, of a hammer, a chisel hitting a rock. And the story really started with the Dare Stones, which turned out to be fake. But when they were discovered, they thought it was messages being left by the remainder of the colonists trying to ask for help. And, it was, and that started that whole story off. It turned out to be quite a, quite a story. Uh, another one was Bonnie and Clyde. I really oh, yeah, enjoyed yeah. doing the story of Bonnie and Clyde and was able to add creative behind it uh, with regard to music that was in the public domain. Uh, with regard to when, when they fired, these guys like BARs. And so yeah. I had to get the sound of a BAR firing whenever the two Barrow brothers uh, were, and they, they used them a lot. Whenever they were in gun confrontations with the FBI or with the police, they used BARs. The FBI used Thompson's. So I would get the, if you heard the FBI shooting, you'd hear the Thompson machine guns. If you heard Barrow shooting, it would be the BARs. 
Uh, and there were yeah. a lot of situations there where you could add sound effects and really make that a good story. And uh, Bonnie and Clyde, I think, turned out to be a really, a really good story. Yeah, I listened to that one two days ago. It was actually really, yeah, I really liked that. So I'd, 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 I'd second that one, yeah. There's been a lot that have been in, just in, enjoyable to do. Tom Horn, yeah. the legend of Tom Horn. Uh, he's one of those Western characters that didn't have the name like Jesse James or Wyatt Earp, but he was he was a legend in himself. He was a he was a good guy turned bad, uh, in that yeah. he became a killer for hire for the for the Montana Cattlemen's Association, and he took that a okay. little bit too far and ended up uh, and ended up at the end of a rope. But that oh. but that started off with his own autobiography of him growing up. And then it led into his life and, and why he turned. He, rustlers had wiped out his ranch, and he had it against rustlers. And he, he just spent his life basically just with vengeance uh, trying to get rid of them. There yeah. was a, and I looked it up. So I'll, I'll always try to look up YouTube to see if there's a song or anything that might be associated with the story I'm doing on YouTube. In this case, there was a cowboy singer who had done the Ballad of Tom Horn, and he did it. He was, he was excellent. So I, what do you know? I direct messaged him, Facebook. A lot, it's a lot of ways. A lot of times, it's the only way you can get in touch with people. True. Uh, yeah. And he got back and said, "Yeah, sure, use it. Just make sure to to uh, to quote the music company. Uh, make sure they're in the in the notes." And I did, and that that song just went in perfect with the with that story, the ballad of Tom Horn. Um, yeah. Sad story, but that that was a good that was a good one. One that I enjoyed doing a lot. I also have other yeah. podcasts besides 1001 Heroes. Uh, okay, I do. I do literature and a very, very successful podcast, two of them. One does short stories, and it's a weekly show. It's called 1001 Classic Short Stories and Tales. When I took literature in school, I found a lot of those classic stories just to be kind of dusty. There's a lot of short stories out there that are great. That are they're exciting. You really get into them. They're they're great, well written stories. Stories by people like Jack London and Rudyard Kipling, and a whole host of of male and female writers that were good and really knew how to use a word well and really knew how to tell a story well. Sure. I've done. Yeah. I'm, I'm in. The, I guess up around two hundred uh, episodes done at classic short stories, and then I do awesome. a long format uh, called Stories for the Road, where we do chapter by chapter adventure stories like Treasure Island and Tarzan. And we yeah. just finished The Lost World by one of your great authors, uh, Arthur Conan Doyle. And we have a great listenership over there. That one's called 1001 Stories for the Road. Those, those three and four others keep me pretty busy. But uh, 1001 yeah. Heroes takes uh, about 75% of my time. But I do this full time. Uh, so that just, it's, uh, it's become a, the love of my life and enjoy podcasting and I mean, very much. And it's very important, uh, especially in a time that we're in now, as we kind of wrap up, I guess, it's, it's a good way to kind of uh, close, um, you know, with the, with the global pandemic we have now, people don't have a lot, you know, so I guess entertainment like podcasts and stuff like that is, is kind of essential. Um, you know, I know for a lot of my listeners, they're kind of asking, oh, you know, when is the next thing coming out? What's it going to be about? So, Yep. I'm trying at the moment to kind of find ways to, uh, you know, to include more listeners or to, you know, to give more content and stuff, stuff like that. And um, as we kind of evolve, you know, I'm going to try and get some 
Facebook Live stuff going out there. I'm, I'm in the works of trying to um, navigate um, YouTube, create a YouTube channel. So you ah, can kind of, okay. you know, face-to-face stuff as well. So definitely... Um, well, if you, you know, if you have guests, I'd love to appear on uh, on any live show you do. If you if you do podcast guests or, or things like that, I'd be happy to contribute. Yeah, that would be great. I think we could definitely do something along those lines. I know you suggested there the other week we could get a Facebook Live um, video going sometime over the next couple of weeks. If we can try and get a, a couple of other podcasters that you may know, yes, I'll try and get some I know as well, and we can kind of um, you know get a little. Facebook Live thing going and let people ask questions and stuff like that because it really is essential. And I look at the amount of entertainers out there at the moment, um, not the Hollywood elite type because they just they're probably sad that they're not on screen, you know. But uh, <laughs> there's some great there's some great um, there's some great entertainers out there, you know, doing a lot from from home and and putting out you know little YouTube videos and interacting with people. It's just very important during a time like this when. We don't know how long it's going to be for, you know. You know, rather than television, I'm not a big fan of television. So no, me neither. Me neither. Uh, it's true. It's uh, like people like to do it now. I mean, the the younger crowd now like to, you know, like to listen to them while they work out, and they like to go for a walk around the block, maybe, and and uh, listen to a listen to a bit of podcast. A lot of people will listen to podcasts in stages as well, you know. You might listen to it in ten minutes. The great thing about Spotify is that you can it'll just pick up pick right up where it left off. So yeah, um, you had a lot of people doing that as well. So it's 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 good that people like us are able to I guess give give something you know. And uh, it's it's nice as you say it's it's nice um, for for someone to say that they they enjoy the show you know on a day where it might have been just filled an hour gap you know. <laughs> well, I hope we've done that today uh, for our listeners. Listeners, we've been talking with Ian Kelly of Dynamo's Dozen podcast from Ireland. And Ian, it's been great having this opportunity to talk to you. Uh, you've got a friend forever. Uh, should you, you ever too. ever have any questions or, or need anything, uh, please let me know. And I will get uh, get back together with you and give you some uh, some references that I know who might be interested in doing uh, some live Facebook or YouTube with you. Yep, that's 100%. And you've got a friend for life too, John. Uh, for my listeners, this has been John Hagenorn, as I say, the uh, the presenter of 1001 Heroes, Legends, Histories and Mysteries. And also, um, as we've just found out, 1001 Classic Stories. I think I said that right, Classic yeah? Short Stories and Tales, yeah. 1001 uh, Classic Short Stories and Tales. And, and 1001 what, Stories for the Road. That's exactly it. So there you go, guys. Hours and hours of content. Um, your your friend and mine, Mr. John Hagedorn. Uh, pleasure was all mine, sir. And uh, you stay safe, and thank you very much. Thank you. You stay safe as well. Cheers. Cheers. That's the one. <laughs> Take care. You too.